0: you to join with us in Jesus mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, children. That was just uh, lovely. Thank you so much. Good morning, friends, and welcome to our 830 service on this. It's Transfiguration Sunday. Lent begins this week. Uh, It's good to to be together in God's house at this 830 service. Uh, To those of you in the room, many more joining us online, thank you for joining us for worship this day. Uh, My name is James Howell, and I'm up front this morning with my friend and colleague, Reverend Nancy Watson.
0: Good morning and welcome to Myers Park United Methodist Church whether you're here in person or joining us online. As James mentioned, this week starts Lent. Ash Wednesday is this Wednesday. Early morning from 730 to 930 you can receive ashes in Francis Chapel at Ashes on the Labyrinth. They will not be available at Caribou Coffee this year. Go to Francis Chapel instead. And then during the day there will be two services at 11 and then again at 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary to receive your ashes. One more thing going on this week, on Thursday at 6.30, we will have a screening of the film Binding Truth, which is an amazing opportunity for us to come together and view something together, and then in the coming weeks, we'll be invited back for further discussion of that. As always, there are so many things going on, and I would encourage you to check your copy of This Week at Myers Park. Now let's ready our hearts for worship. Friends, I invite you who are here and you who are at home to join our voices together as one as we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed, which is at number 881 in your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, Friends, would you join me in our prayer of confession, which you will find there in your bulletin. Let us pray. Gracious God, our sins are too heavy to carry, too real to hide, too hidden even to realize, and too deep to undo. Forgive what we hesitate to name, what our hearts can no longer bear. Set us free from a past that we cannot change. Open us to a future in which we can be changed, and grant us grace to grow into your likeness. Amen. Friends, this is the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen.
2: The Old Testament reading is 2 Kings chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Tarry here, I pray you, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. And the sons of the prophets came out and said to Elisha, do you know that today, the Lord will take away your master from you? And he said, yes, I know, hold your peace. Then Elisha said to Elisha, tarry here, I pray you, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on, Then Elijah took took his mantle and he rolled it up and struck the water and the water was parted till the two of them could go over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, I pray you, let me inherit a double share of your spirit. And he said, you have asked a hard thing yet it shall be so for you. And as they still went on and talked, behold, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and cried, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen, and he saw him no more. Then he took off, then he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces please stand for the reading of the gospel the gospel reading is mark chapter 9 beginning with the second verse and after six days jesus took with him peter and james and john and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves and he was transfigured before them and his garments became glistening intensely white as no fuller on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses. And as they were talking to Jesus, and Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is well that we are here. Let us make three booths, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were exceedingly afraid. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, this is my beloved son listen to him this is the word of god for the people of god thanks be to god
1: well these are two uh, bible passages that i just love so much the lord was about to take elijah up into heaven Elisha knew this, but he's got some denial going on or maybe some anticipatory grief. Uh, Elijah keeps walking away from Elisha, Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho. Elisha says, I I will not leave you. It reminds me of uh, that scene at the uh, end of uh, The Fellowship with the Ring. I wonder if Tolkien was thinking about this when uh, Frodo leaves Sam and um, He says back to Sam, I'm going to Mordor alone, and Sam says, well, of course you are, and I'm going with you, and he jumps in the water and almost drowns, and Frodo pulls him up into the boat, Then Sam says, I made a promise, Mr. Frodo, don't you leave him, Sam, and I don't mean to. Elisha did not wish to leave Elijah, but Elijah left him and went up into heaven. I think of the day that uh, my great professor at Duke, uh, Roland Murphy, he was a Catholic priest, we called him Father Murphy. He was like a father figure to me in my life. I called him on his last birthday, the day before he died, to wish him happy birthday. He could barely talk, he was dying, had emphysema and so on. I thought he might die on his birthday, but he had more panache than that. He survived one more day, and he actually died on the feast day of Elijah. He was an Old Testament scholar. He was a Carmelite priest, and that's that's the order of those who were devoted to the prophet Elijah. It's amazing that he did that. He left me. I wished he had stayed. There was that day that Jesus uh, was shining also that David read to us. So there's probably always some beauty, something compelling about Jesus, but normally he looked like a normal person. I'm sure his clothes were dirty and dusty as were his feet and so on. But then that one day, the God who created all light, the stars, the sun, the moon, God who created all light, filled his garments and his body with light. What an odd thing. It's a beautiful day. A beautiful glimpse into something. What? And then the disciples are there, and they see Elijah and Moses. And people always want to say, "Oh, they represent the law and the prophets, or something like that." To me, the amazing thing is that Elijah and Moses show up at all. They've been gone 900 and 1,200 years respectively. But then here they are. Like, what is this? The disciples are seeing. It's a window. It's a glimpse. In the midst of our mundane world, God occasionally gives us some kind of glimpse into the glory to come. We call this a thin place, Celtic term, a thin place. The distance between heaven and earth is narrowed considerably. The veil is pulled back, we could say. Uh, I saw a movie clip this week from The Wizard of Oz, right? Uh, Dorothy and her three friends finally make it to Oz, and Toto pulls the curtain back, and there's the wizard, but he's just a man, and Dorothy's very angry, and she says, you're a very bad man. He says, no, I'm a very good man. I'm just a bad wizard. When God pulls back the veil, we see Jesus, and we realize then that he's not just a good man. He's somehow divine. He's somehow heavenly. Easter is the end game of Lent. Jesus was raised from the dead. He didn't stay in the grave. Somebody the other day asked me, they said, you know, that kind of stuff, is that the company line? Are those the things that you have to say because of your job when they're ordained? You promise that you will always say those things? I was puzzled by the question. It's not a company line. It's my life line. That's why I'm here. If I were a plumber or a brick mason, it's what my life would be. We're always looking, aren't we, for transfigurative moments. It's why you get kind of dreamy on Christmas Eve when we raise our candles and sing Silent Night. We're getting very close to heaven when we do that. Maybe you hold a newborn child. Maybe you meet up with an old friend you haven't seen for a long time and you embrace and you swap stories. It's so beautiful. Beth Moore in her uh, podcast with Kate Bowler, who was with us the other Monday, told about her marriage that's been a bit of a struggle, but she loves her husband dearly. And She says, occasionally, they're watching TV, and something comes up, and there's kind of a tearjerker moment, and her husband doesn't say anything. He just reaches over and takes her hand—maybe it's the first flower that blooms after the cold of the winter. Maybe it's when you come to this altar on Wednesday and you feel those ashes being imposed on your head. Sometimes it's a story. So I want you to see this story Thursday night of Dee and Jimmy Kirkpatrick, who were not really close friends in high school because one was black and one was white, and they lived on the other sides of the country for decades, and then discovered they had this incredible pre Civil War connection, and now they really are best friends. It's a beautiful story. These aren't just little presents that God gives us. It's God drawing very near to us. If you've ever had the privilege of holding the hand of someone as they have died, it's sad, but yet it's a thin place. We're very close to heaven in such a moment. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I don't know how not to talk about it. This has been a sad week for many of us in our church. If you're new, you didn't have the privilege of knowing the person that we lost this week, Jimmy Jones, our longtime director of music, um, died um, last Sunday, age 41, too young. You know, when we hired Jimmy, he looked like he was 17. He was 29. Still too young for this job, but he was brilliant. He was amazing. As I said at his funeral, he, yesterday down east, I said, Jimmy was talented and he worked hard and he did outrageously ambitious things, but the way many of us felt about him was beyond that. People said he was like a son to me. He was like a brother to me. He was my best friend. Such love, so much love. We did not know a week ago that he was about to leave us as Elisha knew that Elijah was about to leave us. Jimmy always trash talked to me during the Duke Carolina basketball games, but only if Carolina was winning I would add. Jimmy talked a lot about this thin place that I mentioned earlier when the distance between heaven and earth. That's what he tried to achieve, and it often happens in music. I'll close just a couple of other things. The day I met Jimmy, uh, we came in the sanctuary and we sat up in the balcony and talked for, I don't know, a long time, two or three hours. I love the question he asked me there. We were talking about the job and I was sure he was the one we wanted to hire, and he asked me this. He said, "Will I get to work with the children. If you don't know, many people in such a job would say, do I have to work with the children? But Jimmy asked, "Will I get to work with the children. Thinking of children and funerals, the organist yesterday was uh, Jimmy's original organ teacher. Before the service, we both said, You know, at some point, we'd had a conversation with Jimmy about what we wanted him to play at our funerals. It never occurred to us that we would be here presiding over his funeral. What I told Jimmy, it falls to the next people to fulfill this for me. There's an anthem by Fetke that has these words that I hope will be sung when I'm gone, O Lord our God. The majesty and glory of your name transcends the earth and fills the heavens. O Lord, little children praise you perfectly, and so should we. Hallelujah. If we think about the transfiguration or Elijah being swept up in a chariot of fire into heaven, you have to become like children. Children can believe things that crusty old experienced, reality-stricken adults can't really manage. Children really do believe Grandpa is in heaven and they can talk with him. Hmm. Children believe that there is a wardrobe and you can walk through it and be in the land of Narnia. Children believe that Rivendell is a real place, not just a fictional place, and that eagles might fly to take you there. We become like children when we praise God, when we see the glory. We come to our Lord's table this day thinking of the distance between heaven and earth becoming very thin. This is really magnificent, and I'm so glad that we're doing it. What happens here is when you come forward, we hand you in some mystical way, we hand you Jesus. hidden in the bread, hidden in the juice, we hand you Jesus, and he's very close to you then, like you're holding Jesus mystically in your hand, but then you really overcome the distance because what you do is you take it into you. (laughs) There is no distance between you and Jesus and heaven at that moment. It is actually in you. It is actually in you, and you become more like God, you realize how beloved you truly are. It's a glorious thing, transfiguration. Thanks be to God.
3: Let us prepare our hearts for prayer. O Creator God, in the beginning you said, let there be light, and there was light. Shine the light of your grace, love, and mercy on us as we gather for worship today. On this Transfiguration Sunday, show us who you are and how we can become more like you. Help us to see you in all your glory, the Word made flesh. And may this glory through the Holy Spirit transform our lives in a world filled with hate and injustice. Inspire us to build tabernacles of justice, peace, and love until the earth is full of your glory just as the waters cover the sea. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, on this day when you revealed your glory to your disciples, reveal your glory to us. As we gaze upon the splendor of your love, help us to love you and our neighbors. Show us how to love and to care for all people regardless of culture, race, or ethnicity, so that we might learn to live in peace with one another. Lord, in your mercy. God of all people, we pray today for the nations all around the world, especially those who struggle to survive from day to day. We bring to you those who grapple with the lack Of options, inequality, injustice, war, crime, and violence, and inadequate health care. We pray for all who are sick today among us and shut in, lonely, and depressed. We especially pray for those who mourn with us this day as we remember the families of Hank, Megan, and Jimmy Jones in their days of pain and grief. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, today we pray for your church, the body of Christ in the world. Bless each leader and follower alike. Unite us in witness and service as we confront our many challenges. Make us instruments of your peace, people committed to being your light in this dark world. For it's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen. Your tithes and offerings do so much in this community and around the world. We're so grateful for your gifts, and we're mindful today of uh, over 100 women who are on a retreat today, and uh, IT IS YOUR MINISTRY AND YOUR GIFTS THAT SUPPORT MANY MINISTRIES LIKE THIS. USHERS, IF YOU'LL COME. Thanksgiving we offer our gifts to you may these offerings become a source of hope for those who are in need those in our church family and the community beyond us in the name of Jesus Christ we pray amen
0: Friends, we are come to this time when heaven and earth meet here at this table when heaven comes to you in the form of Jesus in the bread and the juice. This is God's table. It's not a United Methodist table. It's not anybody's table, which is why every one of you who will come is welcome. Those of you at home, if you want to get some juice and some bread so that you can celebrate along with us. That would be wonderful. We receive uh, communion by intinction, which means you will be handed a piece of bread, dip it in the juice, and take it to yourself. If you need a gluten-free option, we have those. All you need to do is ask the server when you come forward. We will be using the sung responses, which are on pages 17 and 18 in your hymnal. And now the Lord be with you. Also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift love to the Lord. Let us give our thanks to the Lord our God.
4: It is right to give our thanks and praise.
0: It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, he gave thanks to you, and he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, he gave thanks to you and he gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, We offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray as he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We who are many are one body when we partake of this one loaf. The bread which we share is a means of sharing in the body of Christ. And the cup over which we give thanks is a means of sharing in the blood of Christ. May be seated. Friends, would you pray with me the prayer after communion which you will find there in your bulletin. Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Friends, John the Baptist came and then Jesus himself said, Behold, the kingdom of God is at hand. And on this day, the kingdom of God has come to you in the form of bread and juice, but more importantly, in the form of fellowship and connection with one another. Be those who bear the kingdom into our community. Be transformed in this season of revealing When it's in the fullness of time, it will be. Go now, in the peace of God our Father, the love of our Savior Jesus Christ, and in the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Amen.